Good morning, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Action After the Benediction. Uh, this is Laquan Myers. Amen. If you are hearing this, I pray that you are blessed. I pray that you're having a good day, whichever day it is, whichever time of the day it is. I pray that it is blessed. Um, and I, I pray that it's good, great, phenomenal. Um, today, the scripture that I will be reading today is um, coming from the book of James, chapter 1, verses 27. That's the book of James, chapter 1, verses 27, and it reads, Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look at the orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world and I'm going to read it again religion that God our father accepts as pure and faultless is this to look at their orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world amen what does this mean religion that God our father accepts as pure and faultless is this one to look at their orphans and widows in their distress one of our jobs as uh, christians and followers of christ is to be of service to serve others to help uh, the less fortunate um in the text reads orphans uh, fatherless motherless children and also widows you know people whose husband has died and went on um and back in back in those times these were the people that were in need the most um the man was the head of the house so he went he was the breadwinner he worked he did you know he brought money into the house while the woman raised the children but in situations, you know, in this time, once the father was deceased or the father died or whatever, um, the father was killed in war or anything like that, you know, the mother and the children was left, in most cases, was left to fend for themselves. They was left uh, homeless or needy, uh, begging, you know, trying to, you know, make ends meet. And James tells us, you know, religion that God our Father finds faultless and pure uh, is the one take care of these people in their time of distress to to take care of the less fortunate people. That is one of our jobs as followers of Christ. That is one of our jobs is to take care of the less fortunate. You know, it's not up to us to interrogate the less fortunate, to to ask why, and if their story isn't good enough, or what what or is not what we see fit. Um, we we shouldn't have the option to whether help them out or not. It's not it's not our choice. It's it's not something, you know. 
that's just something we should automatically do. It's not up to us. That's just something that we are supposed to do. We're supposed to serve others. We're supposed to have a servant's heart. So this is something that we're supposed to do. We're supposed to take care of the orphans and the widows in their time of distress. We're supposed we are supposed to as a community take care of the people that's less fortunate. And in this day and time that can be so beneficial. I mean, because now we live in a time where, you know, women do work more so than, you know, the time of the Bible. You know, women work. Women take care of the families and stuff like that. You know, so in this time now, it can be more beneficial for us to, you know, rally together, especially with some of the, you know, the children the fatherless children, motherless children, you know, we live in a time where that's, you know, is is very prevalent. So if we do this now in this day and age and the time we live in, it can be very beneficial and we can see success within the community, within each and every community if the community rallied together to help raise one another, to help provide for one another, to help build up one another in the community. So that's and and that was just only the first part. The second part says that to remain pretty much uncontaminated by the world. It says, and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. So not only is your job, you know, to take care of the less fortunate, the homeless, the people that's in, you know, in a bad space right now. And taking care of them is also to get back. Taking care of them is also not just money, but to teach them and to, to train them and to show them the right way. That's also taking care of them. I mean, I understand everybody don't have the financial means to give them money, but you can feed them. When you cook, have them in mind. Or you can just, if you have a special skill or anything like that, you can train them and teach them free of charge. Take Just, just give them some time. Just give them some time. In most cases, some people got time and not a lot of money or some people got money and not a lot of time. So if you put, you know, one of those, if everybody put one of those into the situation, you know, us as a community will be better off. But the other one was to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. <clears throat> being polluted by the world what does that mean to pretty much to not the to put on the ways of the world as followers of Christ we are called to be set apart we're called to be different you are expected to be different you're not better than anybody 
but you you are different. You carry yourself different. Why? Because you you represent something different. You represent something more than yourself. So you're called to be different. What's the point of being different? What's the point of being a follower of Christ when you're supposed to be following him, but you're following everything else but him? What's the point of polluting the uh, the church with things of the world? And, and and I find that I find that funny because most of the time when I'm when when I'm on like Facebook and social media and I see somebody's church doing something crazy, you know, trying to quote unquote uh, get the non-believers in or you know, get the, the unsaved people in, the unchurched. You know, they doing something crazy and they, they say, Oh well, you know, that help that help us bring in the unchurched people, the non saved people. When I look at the comments after seeing the church doing some foolish mess, most of the comments that disagree with it is the people that don't go to church. And the people that go to church, yeah, that yeah, that's oh, that's creative. That's oh, you know that the people that go to church agree with the mess, but it's the people that don't go to church that that disagree with it. It's the people that don't go to church that says um, that pretty much say, "Well, I don't, I don't understand. This is why I don't go to church. They doing that foolishness. This is why I don't do this. This is why I don't do that." It's the people that don't go to church that disagree with it more so than the people that do go to church. And I find that I find that rather strange because when churches do foolishness like that or when when they start doing crazy stuff to so-called get the non-believers in like it's it the non-believers don't even want to be a part of that. They don't they don't want the foolishness, the gimmicks and the games. They don't want all of that. They 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 want real They want real stuff. They don't they don't want the 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 gimmicks, the games, the the tricks and the the the, the stuff. They don't want to go to church and hear uh hear uh I'm not, not nothing nothing's wrong with Christian rap, but nowadays you go to church and hear regular rap, hear regular R&B, hear hear regular songs. Like they they don't want to hear that. They're going here for a re- they're going here to escape. Like it's 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 different for a, a, a Christian that's been in church their whole life. They've been born and raised in church their whole life. So they see Christianity as something else. They see going to church as something kind of, they see it kind of differently. They've been in it their whole life. But when you have, when you have somebody that's coming from the streets, per se, when they come to church, they're trying to escape their reality. They're not coming to church to find their reality. They come to church to, to be ministered to, to hear about a different way, to hear about a, a more positive way, to hear about God, to hear about Jesus. They don't, they, they not coming to church to hear Lil Wayne, Drake, Meek Mill. They not coming to church to hear that. 
But for some reason, the people in the church believe that this is how you get them. When if you just listen to them, if you look at the comments on some of these these posts, you will see that the people that of the world, per se, the people that don't go to church, and so, they don't want to see this mess. But for some reason, the people of the church think it's okay. Like, I just, I, I, I don't, that I don't, un, that I don't understand. I mean, I don't, and like, I'll tell my kids any day, if my kids were smart, and my kids was brilliant and smart, but they, they, uh, was in love with somebody, um, that didn't necessarily apply themselves. It would be foolish for my kids to stop applying themselves just to attract somebody that didn't apply themselves. If that makes sense. If, if that makes sense. If you if you have a, a, a individual who apply themselves, they smart, they get straight A's in school, but they in love, they just love this person who who's the class clown. They're not dumb. Nobody's dumb. They just don't apply themselves. It it would not be becoming of that person to stop applying themselves, stop getting straight A's, stop being uh paying attention in class just to attract that person that's not applying themselves that's what we do as the church sometimes when we start doing some of this foolishness that we do it's just that we we gotta dumb down the word or we have to make the word so worldly to appeal to somebody I was always taught somebody going to like you, you know, some uh, like whether somebody like you or not, it's not up to you. It's nothing you can do about it. And they're, they're not going to like you. Like what, no matter what you do, they're not going to like you if they don't like you. If they don't like, it's nothing you can do about it. That's how I was raised. So that's the same mindset that the church got to have. If somebody not going to like you, if somebody not going to like the church, if somebody don't want to accept Christ, they're not going to accept Christ. Whether you whether whether you got whether you having rap concerts at the church, whether no matter what you doing, whatever it is, if somebody not going to like you, they just not going to like you. They just not going to like the church. If somebody don't want to accept Christ, they're just not going to accept Christ. Christ never said that he was going to be accepted by everybody. Matter of fact, he said he was going to be rejected by people. God said that it was going to be people that don't accept him. It wasn't for everybody. The word is not for everybody. It's only for those who accept him. But just because we want people to accept them, that don't mean we have to stoop to their level. Like I said, that's just like somebody who's applying themselves, getting straight A's, and and 
begin not to apply themselves just to attract someone that doesn't apply themselves. It's foolish. Be who you are. The word says to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. It's nothing wrong with having a standard. There's nothing wrong with having values. There's nothing wrong with having morals. That's what Christians have. That's what the church has. They have certain standards, certain values, certain morals. Other religions have others. Different things like that. It's, it's nothing wrong with having your set of standards, your set of values, your set of morals. There's nothing wrong with that. We should not be polluted by the world. You should not be swayed by the world. The church is completely separate. We, we, we are swayed by the word, by God, not the world, not what the world doing. We shouldn't be peeking into the world, see what the world doing, and then dictating what we going to do based off what the world doing, based off what's popular uh, in the world, pop culture, popular culture. We shouldn't be basing off what we do based off what the world do. So it says to basically religion that God our Father accepts is pure and faultless is to take care of others. Take care of people less fortunate than you. And to not be polluted by the world. Stay pure. Stay pure. We're not perfect. We're not perfect. But we, we, we need to try to strive to stay pure and not be polluted by the world. And that that's in things of the world. The Bible says the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Those are things of the world. We shouldn't be polluted by those. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. We shouldn't be influenced by those. We shouldn't be polluted by those. We shouldn't be contaminated by those things. We should we we should we should be generous people, loving, generous people, giving people. It's just it's that's pure religion, according to James chapter one, verses twenty-seven. That's that's religion. That God our Father accepts is pure and faultless. I thank you for listening. I appreciate you guys. Um, <clears throat> if this word has been a blessing to you in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Uh, and you want to share it with someone else. Please feel free to share it. Um, I thank you guys for listening. Uh, I will be back. If not tomorrow. Uh, Friday. Um and I just keep on liking, keep on sharing. Uh, if you feel the need to reach out to us, reach out to us. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, after the benediction. Uh, thank you. Appreciate you guys. Peace out.